This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day. Because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I am excited for today's episode because I've had multiple people ask me in different settings and occasions to do an episode about judgment today and judgment specifically between moms. So that's where we're going with this. If this episode is meaningful to you, please share it with other communities and other people and via social media to spread the word about judgment between moms. It was interesting to me when this was brought to my attention. So I've had a few requests about this over the last couple of months, but I had multiple requests very specifically following the alligator incident in Disney World in Florida, where a little child lost their life and there was a lot of judgment on the family and the mom. And I have to tell you, I do not know very much specifically about that story. So I'm not talking about that story during this episode. I'm just making the point that this episode came to be because of some of the issues that people saw happening around that situation. I did not read any articles on that. I intentionally did not read articles on that. And I have to say, since becoming a mom, I can't read articles on a lot of things. And so, you know, another thing that was brought to my attention was like the circumstances around someone who would accidentally leave their child in a hot car and then the child dies. Again, I literally cannot read those articles. So I can't speak to a lot of the media around those situations. But what has been brought to my attention is how horrendous it is. And I don't doubt it at all. I'm sure that there's really horrible judgments being made on parents who are in horrific, horrific circumstances. And so I thought that the idea of this episode and talking about how parents judge each other, specifically how moms judge each other, is 
a really great topic, but I also want to be really forthcoming in saying that I do not read a lot of things online about these kinds of situations. And a lot of the judgment happens online because it is a very safe place to be an anonymous asshole. So people in an anonymous environment will say really horrendous things and make really quick snap bad judgments that they would never say in a face-to-face situation. And so I feel like a lot of this judgment between parents does happen online in the safety of behind one's computer screen or phone screen where they can say all these horrible things. And it's creating this really negative culture between parenting, but also between moms and between women, which I find very disconcerting. And so we're going to talk about how I kind of navigate through that because like I said, I'm not really a part of it. I have a very hard time reading articles and watching media stories on children. Vinny was born right around the time of Sandy Hook and I literally like couldn't watch the news. It's interesting since becoming a parent, how exposure to those kinds of stories is it's too much. Like I find myself borderline like hysterical and not just like gently tearful, but like I get panicky and anxious and I think of horrible things and I think of what I do and like, what's our life insurance policy? Just my mind goes to these really big, ugly places really fast. So I do make a huge effort to avoid a lot of this stuff online regarding kids in situations where parents are judging each other for circumstances. So all that said, I understand the judgment element though, because I'm a judgy person. And I also feel like I'm a very empathetic person and I feel like I'm a very compassionate person. I can be pretty quick. And this has been me my whole life, being quick to make judgment about other people and other people's circumstances. And I don't know where that comes from, but what I found is as I've gotten older, I think that I recognize that I'm a judgmental person and I catch myself really quickly and I immediately go to the other side. So when I'm thinking like, you know, a good example is like driving in traffic and someone cuts me off and I'm immediately like, oh my gosh, like wanting to lay on the horn, flip them off, all these kinds of things. And I always try to think like, what could be going on in their life today that that would have happened, that that could have been a totally mindless thing on the other person's part. Like maybe they didn't mean to cut me off. It's so easy to just go to that place of being super reactive and think like they're just a horrible person and they obviously like have no regard for others' lives. But generally speaking, I don't think that's the truth. I do think that we all have the best of intentions in all situations. Of course, there's going to be exceptions to that, but I feel like that is a very, very small percentage. And I think that some people are much more likely to just constantly think they're the victim that like every time someone cuts you off, you take it personally. Like, honey, that's about you. That's not about the other person. So if you are someone who does feel like every time something cumbersome or overwhelming happens, you're quick to judge a situation, like, please do take a look at yourself because I'm coming from a place of, you know, a life of judging myself and check yourself a little bit because the thing is, if you're constantly judging and criticizing others, you're probably missing something about yourself. And it's probably your own insecurities, which for sure for me would be part of this. It's probably your own insecurities that are causing you to be judgmental and be critical of someone else. And so think about that and think about like, where are you coming from that you are critical in certain areas of your life? So I know that before I was a mom myself, there's all sorts of things I would judge. I would watch other moms and I've been surrounded by moms for a very long time. And I've worked with kids for, you know, I had a whole career working with kids prior to this. And I worked with kids in a psychiatric hospital. And many of them came from really extreme backgrounds, extreme backgrounds of abuse and neglect and all sorts of things where it was like, it was very easy to read a child's chart and pass a lot of judgment on these families and pass a lot of judgments on these parents who really had critically damaged their children's lives. The interesting thing though, is that those parents and like, 
people might think that this is me not defending the kids. Those parents were victims of their own circumstances as well. And that's not to justify any of the things that happened with their kids. But I could look at those situations over time and see that children that come from an abusive environment are generally at the hands of parents who came from an abusive environment. And so you have to look like down the line in the cycle. And I think about this every time like there's a school shooting or every time there's a situation where there's like these tend to be young males who do these things. That's not a judgment. That is like a proven fact that young males tend to carry out these kinds of mass crazy, you know, I don't mean crazy in a clinical term, but mass like scary events often are led by young males. And I always think when these things happen, I think like, oh my gosh, that's someone's baby. You know, someone is a mom to that person, that young adult. And that is so overwhelming to me because no matter how well we parent, you can't ever ensure that your child isn't going to hurt someone else. You can't ever ensure that things aren't going to go wrong somewhere down the line. So that's certainly no excuse for these horrible things happening. But I do think that no matter what we do as parents, we are doing it with love and Some of us come from places where we were not modeled love. We were not given unconditional love. We didn't have our basic needs met. And if you don't have your basic needs met, and if you don't come from a secure environment in terms of feeling safe and having food and having shelter, you are going to have a really tough time navigating life. And so you have to look back like this is going really deep and also somewhat broad in terms of, you know, how we can make generalizations about people. But when we start judging other parents and we start judging situations, we don't know what we're talking about. Like we don't know the background story. We don't know where people are coming from. And I don't find that it's beneficial to just sit around talking smack about people, whether it's in a small community environment or in a very big online anonymous environment. It doesn't serve anyone and it doesn't better our culture. It doesn't better our children's lives. It doesn't better other parents. It doesn't support other parents. It doesn't do anything for the common good, right? And like, I would like to think that as women, can we please look out for the common good? Because I think women have had to work really hard to be where we're at today. Like in most places in the world, I could not be an independent woman recording a podcast. That's a big freaking deal. So I don't want to compromise the independence and the freedom and the amazing opportunities that I have as a woman and as a mom and as a business owner by being judgmental and critical and inappropriate in the way that I talk about other parents or the way that I engage in online conversations because that doesn't help anyone and it's not how women should be treating other women. So the things that I used to judge as a parent, this was like pre-mommy days for me and other friends too, like we would totally talk about this. I would talk about seeing a kid somewhere out in public and talking about the use of timeouts and being like, oh, like if I was a parent, like that kid would get a timeout for that. Like there should be timeouts for X, Y, and Z behaviors and automatic timeouts and blah, blah, blah. I would judge hitting and kicking behaviors. So if I saw a kid hitting or kicking, I would say like, they're hitting or kicking. Like there should be an immediate punishment for that, an immediate consequence. Had all sorts of judgment about how that should be handled. I would judge parents' food choices for their kids because again, background in personal training and fitness and health, I would always be like, why would you just give your kids like French fries for their whole lunch? Okay, so then I became a parent. Here's what I know now. I know that timeouts are not effective for many kids. Timeouts are actually scientifically not proven to be effective for most kids. My child has timeouts here and there, but they are not the most effective way of managing his behavior or improving his behavior. So I can definitely vouch for like timeouts, not that awesome. We use timeouts or I use timeouts 
with Vinny, if I need space from him, because if I'm like at a loss, it's more for like, mommy needs some space for a minute to figure out how we're going to navigate this and to not fly off the handle and lose my mind. And then we can reconvene and talk through the situation. I've never found that like, if I give him a timeout for something that it diminishes a behavior or makes a behavior stop. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. But before I had a child, I was like, oh, timeouts for X, Y, and Z, and like these would be automatic timeouts and timeouts every day and blah, blah, blah. I also know now that every kid hits and kicks, and most kids also bite and spit. So get over it. (laughs) I remember thinking that, like, you know, if my child hit me, every time they would hit, they would have a timeout. Okay, 
every time my child hits me, there is a conversation about it. There is like the event is processed in a certain way, but it's not a showstopper every time. It's not a like, here's our huge protocol of like, go to your room, close the door, wait three minutes, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's a bigger deal than others. It kind of depends on the circumstances. Sometimes it's a very quick, like we just kind of glaze through it quickly. We readdress it later. One time Vinny spit in my face. It was kind of accidental, but he was mad when he did it. I don't think he intended to spit. I think he was just trying to like make things happen with his mouth. I don't even really know. He like hawked a loogie at me, but I just immediately started laughing. And if anyone would have been like, yeah, the first time your kid spits in your face, you're going to laugh. I would have been like, absolutely not. Like that kid spits in my face. He loses all of his toys for 10 days. (laughs) And then it happens. And you're like, you know, these kinds of things just happen. And you pick your battles. And I feel like we pick our battles pretty well at home. We're really consistent about certain behaviors. Okay. And then lastly, with the eating thing, French fries, they're going to happen. And sometimes my whole child's meal is French fries. We go to this place for brunch quite frequently where often my child's meal is tortilla chips and bacon for his whole brunch. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, great. Would you like any other fried items with that? Would you like some French fries to go with your tortilla chips and your bacon? So I've learned that when you eat out as a family, it's easier to let the kid eat whatever the heck they want. We don't eat out that frequently. So, you know, if once a week my child has a meal that is all horrible fried foods, I don't really care because all of his other meals, he's getting great high quality things. So no big deal. And even if he wasn't getting great high quality things all the time, like still no judgment. If you can go to a restaurant and have a peaceful meal with your family and that's family bonding time and your kid is only eating French fries, like I think that the priority is the family bonding time. So let the kid have the French fries. I would have never said that before becoming a parent. So it's funny how things shift. So yeah, I'm sure there's people, I've probably had clients see me eating in public thinking like, oh my God, Sarah is letting her child eat all fried foods for a meal, like whatever. And they probably judge me who I don't care. I don't know. I mean, if they did it publicly, I would certainly respond to it. If they do it behind my back, like whatever, I don't care. It's about them. Because again, if a parent is judging another parent, that is about them. It's not about you. So let them do their thing. Don't engage. So with the environment of judging that I see. There's two things that I've seen happen recently because I've been thinking about this episode for the last couple of weeks. So I'm part of this group on Facebook. It's a neighborhood parent group. So it's parents of the neighborhood that I live in, in the greater Seattle area, but it's one of our little pocket neighborhoods. And so this group, it's made up of actually three different little neighborhoods and they're fairly high end neighborhoods and there can be some judgy-ish people on there. But generally, it's like a really positive group. And I really love it. And people are gracious and giving and helpful. And I found that like the judgment is not overwhelming at all. It's like it's little things here and there, but no big deal. So a couple weeks ago, someone posted something asking about the chickenpox vaccine. And she said, she's like, I'm not trying to start a big thing about vaccinations. And in Seattle, like vaccinations are a big freaking deal. There's like all sorts of hoopla around who does and doesn't vaccinate and whatever. Like FYI, my kid is vaccinated. So I'll put that out there first. Don't worry. But so my kid's vaccinated. So I don't want any vaccination hate mail. If you don't vaccinate your children, I do have some thoughts about that, but that's for another episode. So anyways, this mom posts this question about the chickenpox vaccine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to get nasty fast because this is like a hot topic in Seattle. And I watch and all these people respond and everyone is like, crazy respectful. It was unbelievable. And finally, someone was like, I just like to compliment all of the like respectful comments on here or something like it was a great comment. And 
I was like, yes, like this is amazing that we are having this like totally diplomatic conversation about vaccinations, which really I feel like does not happen in the online space. So I thought that was really cool. Okay. So that same group yesterday, a mom posted about being at the park with her child and seeing a nanny taking care of another little boy. So her post was like, just an FYI, if this happened with my son, I would want to know. So I'm posting it here. And she's like, I saw this little boy at the park with his nanny. The nanny did not engage with him at all the whole time when they were there. The little boy was playing by himself. At times looked like he didn't know where his caretaker was. He like needed help getting up on like ladders and swings or whatever. And she didn't help him because she was on her phone the entire time having a conversation about her upcoming vacation. And she was very clearly like ignoring the child, didn't engage with him even when he was clearly like looking around for someone to help him get on the big toy or whatever. So she's like, I'm just posting this here. And she posted some specifics about who this little boy was. She's like, so if anyone knows the mom of this child, like they might want to just let her know that this was witnessed because as a mom, I would want to know that this is how my nanny is operating during her business hours with my child or during her caretaking hours. So I read the post and I was like, wow, like I would totally want to know that. I would totally want to know if my nanny was on a phone call for like an hour talking about her upcoming vacation and completely ignoring my child at a park. Okay. So most of the comments were kind of along those lines. Like, yes, that like you should totally post something like this. I would want to know as a parent, all these moms chimed in. And then there was a few people, one of them that was very strong. That was like, how dare you like cultivate a culture of tattling on nannies and all this. And I was like, what? And then she went on to say, and I think maybe this woman has younger kids, but she was something along the lines. I read it very briefly, but it's something along the lines of like, I'm keeping track of all the people on here who say that they support this kind of a post because I definitely like you're the parents at school that I'll never want to hang out with when my kid is a student. And I was like, what is this? And then one of the moms said, I do hope that you add my name to your list that you're keeping because I definitely want to make sure I do make your list of parents that you don't want to hang out with. I was totally laughing. But what was interesting is that this conversation got like super judgy, super fast. And not all of it was. Some of it was very like supportive and people taking either side saying like, we just don't know. Maybe the nanny was having like a conversation about an emergent situation or whatever. Like there was all sorts of things on either side being compassionate and empathetic to both sides of the story. But there was a couple comments that were just like really, really strong, negative, like kind of, I don't know, claw your eyes out kind of comments. And it was a little bit shocking to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, like this is where it happens. It's like all this judging and what the heck. And like this woman posted this post from such a place of like, if I was a mom, this is what I would want. And she felt like she was doing people a favor. And it was a very interesting thing to see. I will say I got sucked into reading these comments. I was on my phone for like a half an hour after I had intended to go to bed because I was so sucked into the comments. And when you get sucked into those kinds of conversations, so I did not participate. I did not comment because I know myself well enough to know that if I insert my comment into a conversation like that, I will get totally sucked in. I will be committed to the conversation. I will be invested in what people are saying. It will take up my time and it will waste my time. So I do not comment. But even in reading the comments, and then like this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I want to see how it turned out. Like, what? (laughs) This is now Netflix to me. Like Facebook has become my Netflix. So now I'm like wanting the follow up and whatever. It's such a waste of time. 
So I thought it was such perfect timing as I'm about to record this episode that I saw this all starting to unravel. And I thought this is where I can kind of distinguish like do's and don'ts when it comes to judgment and do's and don'ts when you see a situation and how to kind of navigate through this place. Because I think I don't feel like there's a lot of mommy judgment in my life, but I've had so many women approach me lately who are like, I'm just so over the mommy judgment. And it's funny because I know what they're talking about, but I don't ever feel that in my own life. And I don't feel like I participate in that. And I don't feel like I'm around women who participate in that, which I'm so grateful. But it's been kind of interesting to me as this conversation has been unfolding with multiple different people. It's been interesting for me to be like, wow, like I know that that's a thing. I know that there's a lot of mommy judgment out there, but it's just like really not in my life. And I'm not involved in it. I don't want to be and I stay out of it. And, you know, in my personal life, for sure, but like on a broader level, like I don't read things online that I think are going to get me sucked into a negative place. I don't read articles where it's all about how a mom screwed up and something horrible happened to her child. Like if something horrible happened to anyone's child, I would just like to have compassion for that parent. To me, the circumstances don't hugely matter. Like we have a whole judicial system that can take care of who was right and who was wrong. That's not my job. I would much rather focus on like empathy and compassion for the entire family, for the entire situation, because me placing judgment on like if charges should be pressed or not, like whatever, that's not my place. It's not my job. I don't know the story. And can we like all admit that we know like media hype is BS. So even when you think you know the story and you're like, oh, well, but I read blah, blah, blah. Like, please let go of the blah, blah, blah. Because I think that we all know if you watch like competing news channels, we all know that the blah, blah, blah is usually almost always only half the story. So with that, And with the whole culture of judging, I came up with a list of do's and a list of don'ts. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toes all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. 
And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. So my list of do's to kind of get away from that judging culture, if you are in it, or if you find yourself sucked into it, here's some things that you can do to kind of work away from that and to reorient yourself in a different direction. So my first do, and this is probably the most important one, find your tribe and love them hard. That's a Danielle Laporte quote. I love Danielle Laporte. Find your tribe, love them hard. If you have a good tribe of moms around you, you don't have the space or the need to be in these petty, stupid, nonsensical conversations. So they can happen around you peripherally, online and Facebook groups, whatever. You don't have to engage. And so this is like a big thing for me. I am a part of a couple different mommy tribes that I invest in and that the other moms are really invested in. And they are so meaningful to me. And the relationships are positive and powerful and strong. And so I don't need all that other stuff. Like I don't have to pay attention to it because I have the structure and the support around me that gives me what I need as a mom. And I have people to bounce ideas off of and bounce scenarios off of. So I'm not participating in these conversations online and I'm not participating in like, you know, schoolyard conversations about, oh, well, did you see what so-and-so did? Because instead I'm talking to women who I'm actually have strong relationships with and have a history with and talking to them about like, oh, you know, this is happening and it's really hard. And what would you do? Or what did you do when something happened like that with your kid? So it's a totally different conversation because the context around it is coming from a like loving relationship and a loving friendship and a caring situation versus just this very like unattached relationship that you would find with, you know, a new relationship in a school setting or an online situation. Okay, next would be focus on the positive in anything. So if you're constantly focusing on positive things, you literally like you won't have the space for the crap. So focusing on positive things in every situation, I don't read a lot of these news stories because I don't want to be brought down. Like, first of all, I really can't stomach a lot of them. But secondly, like, I don't want my day to be centered around some horrific, horrific thing because that takes away energy that I could be using for something positive. And if I take away energy from the positive, then I take away my opportunity to be happy and productive and creative and like all these other things. There's such a snowball effect. So in order to move yourself away from the culture of judgment, you have to focus on things that are positive. That's not to say that like bad things aren't going to happen or you're not going to get sucked in every now and then. But like for the most part, let's focus on the positive and everything. Next is be the Pollyanna of your group. So I've talked about being the Pollyanna before, but we're like, you can put the positive spin on anything. So like, oh my God, the kids are home sick and like, I can't do the laundry and we haven't been to the store in five days, but you know what? Like we laid on the couch and we cuddled and we took some naps and how often does that get to happen? So things like that, like, there's a lot of situations where you're like, seriously, there's no silver lining, but like find the one, find the one tiny little thing, (laughs) be the Pollyanna of your group. The benefit of that is that you are coming from that place of positive energy, focusing on happiness and those kinds of things, which do help in the long run and do help in long-term relationships. And they do help in your long-term outlook on life. They also help in terms of how your kids see you navigate situations. The other thing is if people know that you're the Pollyanna of your group, they're not going to whine to you or come to you with a situation where they just want to like come invent about something that is where they're going to be really judgy. And so if you are perceived to be the kind of person that really focuses on the positive, 
doesn't get carried away in negative situations, doesn't get dragged into negative situations, doesn't take a story and run with it and tell other people, like all those kinds of things, people aren't going to come to you with that stuff. People don't come to me with judgy kinds of stuff because I think they know I'm not into it. Like people don't approach me with these kinds of stories. Now that's not to say that like, of course, here and there, there's like, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened? But I will say 99% of the time when someone comes to me with an, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened story? It's not, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened? Blah, 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 like whispering under their breath. It's like generally a very compassionate, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened? Like so-and-so was getting divorced and it's been so hard and blah, blah. Like it's a totally different tone because people know that I'm a compassionate and empathetic kind of a person. So we're not sitting there. And you know, I'll say at my high school reunion, someone came running up to me they were like, oh my gosh, did you hear about the divorce and the blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of blown away by the whole thing. Like they were so excited to spread the word. And it was very weird to me. And it made me very conscious of like how you give that kind of information to people and how you receive that kind of information. So be aware when someone does come to you with that kind of information, be aware of how you handle it. And then also be aware of if you're giving information like that, aware of how you're giving it and like the context and the tone in your voice and those kinds of things. Okay. The other thing you want to do is get rid of crabs, getting rid of those people that hold you back. It might be friends. It might be family, but like get them out. You don't need judgy people in your life. That might be mean that you need to break up with some people who have meant a lot to you for a long time, but it also means that your life will be better for it moving forward. So don't be shy about that. Also, you want to guard your social media and your news exposure with your life. I don't read this stuff online because it's too damaging to me. It really bogs me down. It slows me down. I cannot be productive in my work. I cannot be like positive and inspirational and motivational in my gym situation, running programs at my gym, if I'm reading horrible things online, it totally impacts me. Like I can't compartmentalize that kind of stuff. It impacts me in a big way. So I don't participate in those kinds of conversations. I don't read the articles. I don't read the comments, which brings me to my last thing here is know that the judgments and the comments that you do see and you do hear and that you are exposed to, those are about other people. Those aren't about you. So if you're the recipient of those things, that's not about you. If someone is bashing the way that you parent, that's about another person. If someone's bashing anything about you, about the way you look, about the way you dress, about your weight, about whatever, it's about them. It's not about you. Okay. So now here's the don'ts, the things that you don't want to do. If you want to remove yourself from the judgment, don't read too much about a news story. Like if you want to get the headline, get a gist of what happened, fine. Don't read the whole thing and don't read multiple articles. Like I struggle with this one sometimes with really big events. I struggle with it with Orlando. Like I just wanted to go from news story to news story because it was so overwhelming to me. But I finally had to get to a point where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do with this information. This is how I'm going to let it impact me. And this is how I'm going to move on and move forward in a way that feels like I've contributed positively to this cause because it is something I feel very strongly about that I want to be supportive of two different things. I want to be supportive of making guns safer in our country or making gun control totally different than it currently is. And I also want to be extremely supportive of the LGBTQ community. Those were two really important things for me out of that situation. But I also could not spend day in day out reading articles. And I did spend a couple days like really focused on that. Then I was like, no, like, this is not productive for me. This is just keeping me in one place. I can do a lot more if I can get some positive energy, move myself forward. I can be more productive. I can do other things. I actually did was able to do other things moving forward. Like, oh, I can contact people in Congress and in the Senate and do things that are actually productive just versus sitting here reading articles and sitting here participating in you know social media conversations. Okay, next don't is don't ever, ever read the comments. 
So in social media and articles, don't read and in blogs, like don't read the comments. You are getting sucked into these anonymous pits, these black holes of judgment and comments and you will never win. It's about talking to people about their political party or about religion. You will never win and you will never change someone's mind. And it is a waste of your time and a waste of your energy. Just don't do it. Don't get sucked into that because then you're participating at someone else's level and it doesn't make anything any better for anyone. And the next is don't give up space for negative focus. And so when you allow yourself to get sucked into these judgment things, when you see them going on, you're giving up space. You are making a conscientious choice to, okay, I'm going to participate in this conversation, which means that I am giving up time that I could actually be doing something positive and doing something that would be productive and otherwise moving my life forward or my kid's life forward. If I'm going to sit here and have a conversation bashing another family or bashing another mom, that's also time that I could be using talking to my friend about like, what great books are your kids reading right now? Or what great vacations are you guys going to be taking? Or like, I could be getting some ideas on like where to go on vacation. And instead I'm going to sit here and judge another family's marriage. Like, that's ridiculous. So always be aware of it. When you give up space for negative focus, you've given up time when you could have been doing something really awesome. I hope it's really worth it to you. So the bottom line, when we are participating in these things, when we're participating in these judgmental kinds of conversations and we're participating in this, it's almost like playground banter online, or it also can be at different events in mom groups and things like that. The bottom line is that we're not teaching our kids how to be empathetic or compassionate. Our kids see how we talk to our friends. Our kids see how women communicate with each other. This is a big deal. Your kids see in how you treat other women, your kids are making a very strong association about how women should treat other women. So be very careful about how you talk about other moms in front of your children. And even if it's, you know, a phone conversation and you think you're being quiet, I mean, I can't believe the things that Vinny is saying to me at three and a half where I'm like, he's obviously picked up on like some sort of a conversation that I didn't even know he was around for. And it's not like anything horrible or inappropriate. It's just made me so aware of that. Like he picks up on tiny little things all the time. I mean, like one of the things is he'll say things like, oh, sure, I would love to. And I'm like, I didn't teach him to say that. So I know that like he hears me saying that to other people. And I recently he just started saying, when we're passing people on the sidewalk when he's on his bike. Okay. Cause he's a terror on his bike. So he zigzags all down the street. So whenever we pass other people and they're walking, I always say to him, I'm like, there's someone walking towards us. We have to make space for them. And then as we pass them, I'll always say, excuse us. We take up a lot of space on the sidewalk. And just yesterday we went for a walk and two times as we passed people, he goes, excuse me, we take up a lot of space on the sidewalk. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is how our kids learn conversation. They learn through our conversation. So be very aware of the things that you're saying because your kids will model that. I am blown away by the way I hear little girls talking on the playground four and five-year-old little girls, the way that they talk to each other and the way that they talk to kids that they don't want to play with. It has happened at least three times in the last year where I have left a playground situation, like not knowing what to do with myself because I found the conversation so upsetting and so inappropriate that little girls were ostracizing other little girls. They were excluding little boys. They were like exhibiting bullying behavior at four and five years old, these were very young little girls on three separate occasions on three separate playgrounds. It is mind boggling to me. And I have to think this is because our little girls and our little boys are seeing how women treat other women. It is a big deal. So check yourself. 
check how you're talking to other women and how you're talking about other women, most importantly. And then I'm going to leave you with this. One of my favorite quotes, it's from Madeline Albright. There is a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. We are all in this together for better or worse. You have the opportunity to make it a lot better. So please don't make it a lot worse. All right. With that, I'm going to let you guys go enjoy the rest of your day. Go treat some women radly today (laughs) and have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if this episode was helpful to you or meaningful to you in any way, please do share it and please do subscribe so you get all of our episodes as soon as they're released. We put out new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So if this is your first time listening, make sure to go over. You can go to iTunes to subscribe or you can go, the super easy way is to go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and you can go in there. You'll see the iTunes subscribe button right in there. You'll also see a place where you can leave a five-star review and let us know what you think of the show, which I love and I appreciate so much. And then in addition to that, please do share this episode with other people. And because this is an important conversation and I would like to have more people involved in it. So you can share from our website over at shamelessmom.com. You can grab links to any of our episodes there to share. You can also always find us on social media at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook and Instagram. And we're now on Twitter, still figuring that one out, but we are on Twitter at Shameless Mom. And you can share from links on all of our social media pages as well. So thank you for spending time with us today. I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you spending it with me. And until next time, have a fantastic day. And no matter what you do, make sure you do it shamelessly. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.